0: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. He's sick now. Oh, he is? And I was like, that's what you get. That's what you get. When for what?
1: What did he do? For me.
0: I was sick this weekend.
1: So that's what you get for what?
0: For for being around me. But
1: well, don't you want him to be around <laughs> you?
0: <laughs> don't. Like, get away from me. But I need hugs. Oh, my like... God.
1: You are the worst. <laughs> but, <laughs> but do I you don't... come home in, like, a good mood and stuff?
0: On if dishes are done. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast about nothing, Seinfeld, yada, yada, yada. This episode is this statue, and of course, we're joined by Pete Sousa.
1: Yada, yada, yada. This, I'm excited about this. The I get to statue. nerd out on this podcast. I hope nobody ever listens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope my parents don't listen. I've said some interesting things. They don't?
1: I don't know. Yeah, they do.
0: Oh shoot! I'll have to save my secrets then. All right, we start out. I'm trying to remember Jerry at the wait comedy what we, club co- nightclub
1: comedy oh. club. Stop! He's at a Strip comedy club. club. <laughs> he's at a comedy club.
0: <laughs> um, he he's talking about like um, sweepstakes, sweepstakes,
1: sweepstakes, sweep. Do you know what that they are at all?
0: Yes, I do. Okay. And he's saying, like, why don't they just get it over with and say, like...
1: Do you remember that, though, when you were a kid? Like, your parents would get... You give me this look. cruise. Yeah, uh-huh. the
0: cruise. No, I was just having trouble saying sweepstakes.
1: Ed McMahon, like, you won $10 million. Yeah, like like my grandmother or my parents would get an envelope that said, you won $10 million. Like, just follow the instructions inside of this envelope. And everybody knew, like, this is bullshit. I
0: think I, I, think I fell for one uh, a few weeks ago. Remember when I got a Monopoly card? Oh my God! From <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can't from say a car, it. A car dealership. When <laughs> you called,
0: and, <laughs> and I, I <laughs> like I sketched out all of the little, or I took off all the little stickers, and I had it showed that I would won ten thousand dollars, and so I was like, Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I called, and then little did I know that they would continue to call me to this day.
1: They still call you?
0: Like two months later. <laughs> Every now and then, just to see if I'm interested in buying a car. Well, I
1: bet you're really nice to him too.
0: Yeah. Well, now I don't answer. But, um, anyways, definitely fell for that one <laughs> because, uh, gosh, sweepstakes. Anyways, he says, "Why don't they just tell you you lost?" That's well, basically what it is. Yeah.
1: Well. Okay.
0: I don't. know It didn't really, you know, connect with the episode. But we'll move. Yeah, on. it was
1: fine. We can move on.
0: Wait, I need to take my ear. It was
1: really timely. Like that time, like it was very, it hasn't aged very well. Okay. That piece of comedy. I'm sure Alice I was taking off her earring now.
0: Yeah, because they keep making a sound. I don't know how you guys
1: walk around with all that stuff.
0: They keep making a sound.
1: I really don't like all that, like all the accessories. All right, put it down.
0: My grandma got a, a nose piercing.
1: She did? yeah that, that the girl that i'm dating has a nose piercing that's and like she,
0: a queen? she got one like the other day
1: i love it i love like that. she just
0: walked into a tattoo place and was like i'm gonna get a nose ring my dad picked her up and was like oh
1: that is a serious attraction for me so tell your grandmother to, to, to stay at a she's home 82 <laughs>
0: but she's a queen she and got a, a,
1: a nose ring at 82 yeah a hoop or a stud
0: a stud. Okay. She loves to wear jewelry and diamonds and stuff. So, like, she's going to look great.
1: Is she the one that was married to JFK?
0: No. Um, she that's, It's that side of the oh, family. Oh, really? Yeah. Well,
1: her sister was married. Somebody was married to Ted Kennedy for a minute. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So, my uncle's first cousin was married to Ted Kennedy. And Ted Kennedy is John F. Kennedy's youngest brother.
1: Yeah. And
0: then... Um, somehow related to Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, because Maria Shriver. Let's go. Chris, uh, Chris, what's the Guardians of the Galaxy? Chris Pine. Is that him?
1: There's another one.
0: What's his name? Chris Pratt.
1: Chris Pratt. Chris
0: Pratt. I'm, I'm, I'm not married to, but I'm related <laughs> to him. Okay, anyways. Yeah, I'm famous because of that. And so, we're going to Jerry's apartment. George is reading the paper. Kramer and Jerry are carrying this large box Uh and it says Seinfeld on it. Now, Jerry's yelling at Kramer to open the door and George, like they finally get it in and George is like, that took a while, you know, in his little accent.
1: Because he's just sitting there doing nothing.
0: Yeah, he's not helping at all. And Jerry says, don't get up. (laughs) And George says, I'd like to help, but my neck, you know, George being lazy. And then George asks, you know, so how long has this been in the basement? Jerry says, since my grandfather died. I'm watching the
1: episode, by the way, just so you know. I'm not like looking at my phone.
0: Oh, it's okay. Um, I'm used to being ignored. No,
1: (laughs) Keep going.
0: So anyways, Jerry goes, since my grandfather died, I was supposed to send it down to my parents in Florida, but they didn't want it. They took me to get rid of it, but I felt funny. And then I sort of forgot about it. And it's been sitting down there for three years. Until he saw it and he pointed to Kramer and he says, all right, so just take what you want and let's get it out of here. Like, that's kind of weird that they're just like unboxing a random box.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. Like, cause, Well, because it's it's all like, a, it's a window into Kramer being a weirdo. Kramer right. saw it and was like, let's bring it upstairs and look it's at it. treasure. You know? Oh yeah. my
0: gosh. So George is like, what's in it? And Jerry's like, grandpa clothes. <laughs> I can't wear them. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it now. It's G- Jerry's grandpa left him these clothes. Yeah. Okay. Or left him these things. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Now Kramer pulls out some socks and he's like, "You want these <laughs> knee socks? You don't wear knee socks." And Jerry's like, "No, go ahead." You ready? Let's play that real yeah, quick. You're, no, you're good. You want these knee socks? You don't wear it. knee socks.
1: <laughs> no, uh, go ahead. Um, Look at this place. I can't wait to get it clean. Anna, yeah, somebody will do it. She's good. She's honest. Now, Elaine's got this writer friend from Finland, Rava. Her boyfriend goes to Columbia grad school and he's supposed to do it. All right. Pick it up there.
0: Okay. Rava. And then the boyfriend from Columbia. Yeah. Remember that. Uh, then George says students can't clean. It's anathema. Th- it's anathema. Anathema. Th- an I remember him saying it, but...
1: Which Jerry right away says, what?
0: <laughs> How long have you been waiting to squeeze <laughs> that into a conversation? Wait, I have to look up what this word means.
1: It means they don't like it.
0: Anathema? Yeah. Let's find. My dad would do this thing. Hey, Siri. <laughs> look up. Anathema. Oh my gosh, I did it. Okay. Um... <laughs> Something or someone that won vehemently, vehemently.
1: Vehemently.
0: Vehemently? Vehemently. No.
1: Yeah. Vehemently.
0: Frick. Whatever, Pete. <laughs> Take this one. Okay. I mean
1: I'm not smarter than you, but I've got like decades on the planet. <laughs> so it's just like by accident, all right.
0: Oh no, <laughs> I've said that word before. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, it's an anemia. Whatever. If imagine having to read that as an anchor, like like one of our producers puts that in the script, and you didn't read the script, what would you do? Would you just say it?
1: No, (laughs) I would go around it. I would I would like maneuver around it, you know, and like find a way. I would quickly try to deduce what it meant and say that because I can't say something I absolutely don't know the meaning to because I
0: just wouldn't know how to say it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I would look so stupid. Like cuz
1: cuz honestly, like I I try to think I think I have a pretty good vocabulary. I didn't know what that meant when I was watching that today.
0: Look at George. The word of the day, I guess. Yeah. And um Kramer then pulls out a statue of the box. And George's eyes, he he gets so excited when he sees it. George's like, wait a second, I can't believe this. Let me see this. And Kramer's like, wait, wait, he like holds it back. And um, George says, let me see it just for a second. It's exactly the same. He says, when when I was 10 years old, my parents had this very same statue on the mantle of the apartment, exactly. And one day I grabbed it, I was using it as a microphone. I was singing MacArthur Mm -hmm. Park.
1: It's like from a, like, it's, it's a, a, from a Broadway show. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, he was singing and he's, he said, I got to the part about, I'll never have that recipe again. And it slipped out of my hand and broke. My parents looked at me like I smashed the 10 commandments. I'll tell you
1: right now. Okay. Look, hold on. That's
0: that. You know, there's always that one thing that you break that like, you feel like you, your parents can never let go of.
1: No, it's very true.
0: I don't have one of those things, but now George
1: explains that he broke the original statue while using it as a Zeta microphone and singing the song MacArthur Park by Jimmy Webb. In early drafts of the script, George broke it while singing Eddie Cochran's Summertime Blues. So maybe it's just a song, MacArthur Park by Jimmy Webb. Oh, okay, it's
0: just a song. Yeah. No I thought
1: it was like a big uh, to-do
0: like a but, show. He said, it was the single most damaging experience of my life, aside from seeing seeing my father naked. Then um, they're both Kramer and, and George are tugging back and forth at this breakable statue. <laughs> and um, they are fighting and like calling dibs. And Jerry's like, spread out, spread out, you numbskulls. Why don't you just settle it like mature adults? All
1: right, let's play this, right? You okay, want yeah, to-
0: no, 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 this is good. <laughs>
1: Cause I didn't know I, I wasn't exactly familiar with what they were doing, this process, but I knew what I, I knew I knew what why they were doing it. But like mature adults, potato man. No, no, no. Potato, potato man. man. dink. What? <laughs> right? And now the two of them are on either sides, and Jerry's in the middle. Uh, start with me. Yeah, good, good. Ink a dink a bottle of ink He's going back and forth. And you stink because you're dirty, not because you're clean. Just because you kissed the girl behind the magazine. He's pointing to Kramer. And you are it. What? What are you doing? No, no. Oh, okay. All right. He's out. I get it. No, 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 no. I'm it. I win. No. no. He's it. He wins. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> That's really good. Kramer
0: goes, do over and start with <laughs> him. <laughs> Because, oh, wait, ours was eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Yeah, mine
1: was too. That's ancient, that Inca a I don't know what. ink yeah.
0: yeah. That's something. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Anyways, now, um, Jerry's like, Kramer, come on. You got the socks. George, you know, you can have the statue. Um, and then Kramer's like, I'm going to take the suit and the shoes and the hat. <laughs> it's like a whole little, like, Ensemble. old-fashioned yeah. grandpa outfit. And uh, Kramer's like, I'll look like Joe Friday in ja- Dragnet.
1: So Dragnet was a show in the 60s. It was a detective show. Picture Law and Order before Law oh. and Order. Sometimes if you go into the uh, like our kitchen at KWTX, they'll, Dragnet will be rerunning. It'll be oh. like black and white, like you know, because you and I are there at ungodly hours, yeah. at like Wait, three a.m. Really? Yeah, is uh-huh. that what's playing in there? Sometimes, yeah, it'll be on like the CW or something. Oh yeah.
0: my gosh, yeah. cool. Okay, anyways, George is like, I can't believe I won it. Inkadink. Dink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what says, a loser's mentality, no, right? Like, no. he, like yeah. he,
0: that like, he really needed a win. Uh, yeah. And Jerry's like, come on, let's go. Like they go to the door. Dr- George puts down the statue. And Jerry's like, well, aren't you going to take it? George says, no, I don't want to carry it around all night. I'll pick it up later.
1: Are you ready? Can we play the uh, what Jerry says? Yeah. The way? Right. No, no, no. I don't want to carry it around all night. I'll, I'll pick it up later. What about your stuff? Uh, oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he throws it into his apartment. We're ready. All right, let's go. Hey, you know you owe me one. What? The Inca thing. You were it. It's bad? It's very bad. <laughs>
0: You right. are not it. You are it. I don't know. It can be whatever the person who's doing it mm-hmm. says it is. So now they're at Jerry's apartment, and we have Rava, who sh- who we will introduce. Rava says, "Well, if they don't let if they don't let you be my editor, All right, I'm going to
1: play this one part so people know her accent. Okay. I'm not trying to play the whole show.
0: Yeah, right. I don't. I don't think I could do it. But
1: you know, I just want people to know. This is my- right.
0: well. If they let you.
1: Alright. It's our great, it's great editing very skills. Very <laughs> Here's Rava.
0: What if I don't let you be my editor on this book? I go to another publisher. It's that simple.
1: You told them that? Of course. Oh, this is so fantastic! I don't know how to thank you. Of course. So where's this boyfriend of yours? I can't. Okay. So Jerry's getting ready to leave town, and so he's waiting for this guy.
0: I need to sound like. Of course. That's good. Okay, so Jerry goes in with, um, he's carrying luggage, and Jerry's like, So where's his boyfriend of yours? I can't wait much longer. I've got a flight.
1: By the way, when you watch this, what's the number one thing that stuck out to you about this scene? What do you mean? <laughs> Rava is smoking a cigarette in Jerry's apartment.
0: I thought that was a thing back then. It
1: was, but I was surprised how, like, Jerry had no, that kind of is a window into smoking in 1991. When this episode came out, that's wild. She's smoking in Jerry's apartment.
0: Oh, you see, yeah. I just, I just, um, that's where I disconnect because I'm like. It oh, wasn't 1950.
1: Mama. That still was like a little weird.
0: <laughs> Rava. So then. um
1: Who, Helene, by the way, is worth looking up. She was very attractive.
0: You think that was her actual accent? No. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, Jerry's like, where's his boyfriend? Elaine's like, probably caught in traffic. Rava says, or maybe he's dead.
1: (laughs) Or maybe he's dead.
0: (laughs) Jerry's like, so what do you write? Children's books? (laughs) So then there's a knock at the door. It's Rava's boyfriend, Ray. Ray. And uh, Ray enters and he's like super happy and chipper. He's like, Ah, oh, greetings, greetings, and salutations. I beg your forgiveness, my tardiness was unavoidable. Rava, my love, Elaine, my dear friend, you must be Jerry, Lord of the Manor Manor,
1: yeah, Lord of the Manor.
0: Ah, uh, my liege, I don't know, a pleasure to serve you.
1: My, he says, my love, right? No, okay, uh,
0: but, anyways. He's super not their
1: vibe. No, he's Would he's like vibe. a he's like a very he's like an out of work actor basically, like but an old school like Shakespearean actor. Oh, you know? yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So Rava's like, we have to get back to work, and she goes with Elaine, and then Jerry leaves to go to the airport, and Ray is like, your place shall sparkle like the stars in heaven upon your safe arrival, sire. <laughs> okay, he's he's just a little weird. Oh yeah,
1: he's a little much. And
0: so Jerry's like the toilet brush is under the sink. Anyways, now they're at the comedy club. They're talking about how they feel about having a maid. And he, I think the funny part about this was like when a, if you're at home when the maid's there,
1: I can't, it can't, food, it can't happen. He, I can't be there. It's too embarrassing.
0: Like I, I, don't. I've never had a maid. Yeah. I've never had a housekeeper. Uh-huh. My family was not that kind of family. Yeah. But, like, I just, it's that feeling of, like, oh, the maid is, or housekeeper, and she's vacuuming, or he yeah. is vacuuming in, fr- in front of you. And it's, like, that feeling of, well, why can't you
1: do it? Oh, it's very true. Like, I mean, Yeah. I, I think I have, like, a complex about that. Like, I'm probably one too lazy to do my own, to do my own place. I'll do just enough. But I know what it takes to keep a place clean, and I'm just not willing to do it. And I did grow up, like my parents, we were not flush with cash, but they did every like two weeks. We would have a woman come and clean the house, and I could not stand being like, I just couldn't. I don't know. It was, it's my own like, no, that baggage. makes sense. I feel bad, and I'm not better than them in any way, shape, or form. So when they're cleaning, I feel like I should be cleaning with them. Yeah, it's just me. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, I, I don't jive well with that.
0: No, yeah. yeah, I can, I can feel your energy about it. You have like a, a no. stigma with it. No, no, but I get it. I get it. And um, I think my mom's thing with hiring a housekeeper was that she would feel like she had to prepare the house, yeah. in order for my mom housekeeper was the same to way to come. My mom was the same way. So she was like, "We're not paying for this." I want to read
1: you a text I got recently <laughs> from the woman who helps me out and uh, does mom- my house. Um, was
0: your mom the type to like always have the house
1: clean? We so had like to, yes, came yes.
0: Because my my mom was like, would freak out. She finally got to a point with, with my boyfriend, Jared, where it like, when he came over, she didn't have to clean up or anything. Yeah, but that good. took like a year or more. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole thing.
1: So here's Juana. Oh, I thought, well here's, here's my friend who cleans the place. She wouldn't mind I said that. Um this is yesterday at 2 p.m i got a text hey pete i let your dog out and she's not in the backyard anymore so my dog escaped from the backyard and i responded okay i was literally just about Wait, to start I'm confused so my dog goes into the backyard and this is hundred percent my fault there's like this fence that she like will like pry out of she's like so strong and she busts through the fence and will leave sometimes. They just like hang around the neighborhood and just trot around. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's been happening more and more.
0: She's wild. Yeah. She wants to escape. So I
1: responded, okay, I'll track her down. No worries. She said, oh, no. She said, I'm so sorry. I said, no problemo. Um, and then I finally found her. Um, and Were she's, you
0: scared or no?
1: No, at this point, I'm not. I, I, it was embarrassing, though. I saw the dog. I'm like, ah, look at you! Like I drove around. I was in the middle of a run, and I stopped, got, went back to my car, came and parked, drove to to find the dog, right? Because it's not Juana's problem. So, and by the way, sometimes I'll take her like collar off, so she had no collar. So now there's like this wild dog oh running my around god. the neighborhood. You're yeah,
0: you're gonna see her on Facebook. <laughs> like a Facebook group.
1: I thought about that. So then I find her. I pull up alongside. Like I see her. I'm like, well, well, you know. So then I go to get her. Oh my and god! And she's like, I'm not coming. So she starts to run back towards the house. So she's going to run back into the house, but just as I can't like make her go that way, right? Unfortunately, she runs back around to where she busted out of the gate and now she can't get back through. So she doesn't have a collar on or anything. She doesn't want to go with me. This old guy that lives next to me, looks at me and he goes, again? I was like, yeah, she got out. So then I pick her up, right? To try to like, and she's like, And I was like, people, There's, at this point, there's like four people looking around at the asshole news anchor who can't control his dog. And finally, she she went back inside through the gate and ran upstairs and wanted to like let her in. She's basically like anybody but Pete, you know, like, so she runs I feel like
0: you have like a teenage daughter that's like, like, ha, you think you can catch
1: me? 100%. We have this like, yeah, yeah.
0: It's like... She's sassy. Oh,
1: she especially towards me, like it's all uh, it's it's crazy. But I
0: thought you all were friends. We're
1: super tight. We were just napping together a little while ago. Yeah, she's but a she can be. She's a wild dog. All right, let's get back to the show.
0: Wait, I love that. I would I would have like paid um, two dollars uh, to watch Alan, she's that. She's
1: running down the street, and there's this homeless person walking. You know, somebody who doesn't appear to have a place to stay is walking down the street, and like. Sadie's running towards them instead of me. And that person's like, oh, I'll help, I'll help. And that person tries to help. <laughs> and, then, and then that person couldn't get her. But then that person wants to help and join in the, on the search. So now it's me and this person. Yeah, and just the, a whole neighborhood. And the old man and my neighbor, Mike. And they're all like, wow, like are the dog's going to do what they're going to do. I was like, please, like it's enough with the theater. And I finally got her inside. And then I was like, "Wanna." Just how so tall you know.
0: are you versus how big is she? Because She's
1: big. She's like 70 pounds. So she's big. When I picked her up, she was screaming, and it turns out she cut herself trying to get out, so that's why she was... Oh. Yeah, I, I put alcohol and stuff on her last night. Okay. We got. Her, I got her a new collar, and I fixed the fence for good, and I'm getting her an air collar too. Oh, a little air tag? Yeah, air tag. All right, I'm done. Or a
0: chip or something? Yeah. Oh, Sadie and I would be friends. She that,
1: that, By the way, she's in the bonus round of life. When I got her, they were like, we're gonna put her down if you don't take her. I was fostering her, so I took her. So, here we are. How eight, old is she? Eight years later, I think she's 10.
0: Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what a queen. She can survive anything. Uh-huh. um, Okay, so back to where we were. <laughs> we're talking about a maid. Basically, yeah, we kind of addressed that. Now we're gonna go back to Jerry's apartment, and Jerry, is this is after ray cleaned it and jerry's like he really did an amazing job he uncoagulated the top of the dishwashing liquid he cleaned out the bottom of the little egg cups and he's showing elaine this whole time and then he's like look at this he cleaned the little one in one inch area between the refrigerator and the counter how did you even get in there it's like rubber man (laughs) and elaine's like there's no rubber man Jerry's like, why do I think there's a rubber man? There's elastic man, plastic man. And Lane's like, I'm done. And she says, I'm going to Rava's house. I've got to pick up her her manuscript. And Jerry says, wait, I'll go with you. (laughs) So they both go towards the door. And Jerry's like, Elaine, he Windexed the little peephole. (laughs) He's so amazed by this. Now they're at Rava's apartment. So Jerry, Elaine, and Rava—they're in the living room, and Elaine's like, "So the meeting with Lippman, her boss, mm. is all set. He's the editor in chief, I think, because of your request." And Rava goes, "Demand, demand. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but
1: demand.
0: Yeah." <laughs> uh, and then Rava hears Ray, and Ray comes in. All right, let's
1: do the let's do Ray's entrance because okay. I think we need to hear. We haven't heard from Ray yet. All right.
0: Yeah. Late as usual.
1: Well. This is an unexpected surprise and delight. The once and future king of comedy, Jerry the first gracing our humble abode. Rather, we are in the presence of royalty. Hey, Ray, listen. You really did a tremendous job cleaning that apartment. Oh, but I didn't just clean your apartment. It was a ritual, a ceremony, a celebration of life. Shouldn't you be out on a ledge somewhere?
0: Wait, <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, like preaching or something?
1: I think it means like, shouldn't you be ready to jump off a building? Like, Is that yeah, wrong? No.
0: no, I feel like that's that. That's what I interpreted. Yeah. But I don't understand why Jerry would say that to him.
1: I, I, I think, uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy, right? I'm going to look it up.
0: <laughs> so anyways, they all laugh. And Ray laughs longer than everyone else. And then... Um, he sees, Jerry sees George's statue on the mantle of the fireplace and he can't believe it. And, um, and Elaine and Rava are talking and Jerry's just sitting there stunned.
1: Yeah. That's, by the way, shouldn't you be out on a ledge somewhere? According to Seinfeld Reddit, it means, uh, you should be standing on a ledge about to jump off and die. <laughs> okay. So Ray's lost his mind. Go ahead. <laughs> according to Jerry. Go ahead.
0: So, anyways, um, like Ray and Rava are in the kitchen doing something, and uh, as soon as they both leave the room, Jerry uh, talks to Elaine, points to the statue, and says, "I think that's the statue from my house. That looks like the statue from my house." <laughs> and Elaine has no idea what they're talking about, what she, what Jerry's talking about. And so uh, Jerry explains it, and he's like, "My grandfather gave me a statue," and Elaine's like, "What? Like?" Jerry says, what's the difference? That's the one. He ripped me off. This guy ripped me off. Ray then pops his head back into the living room and uh, asks, like, do you take sugar? And Jerry and Elaine go, uh, no. So then he goes back into the kitchen. Jerry says, I can't believe it. This guy ripped me off. Elaine says, do you realize what you're saying? Jerry says, yes. He stole that statue right out of my house. And then Ray interrupts again. They both say yes to what he asked for, like, lemon or whatever. (laughs) Then he goes back into the kitchen. Elaine says, are you sure that he did this? Jerry says, pretty sure. 99% sure. (laughs) And Elaine's like, 99% sure? Because you have to remember that she has a lot of She's got a lot of skin in the game with Rava. Yeah, so, like, you don't want to accuse her. Now, Ray and Rava come back in. They're carrying tea. And Ray goes, ah, sweet elixir. It's fragrant nectar, a soothing balm for the soul. (laughs) Such a strange person. Anyways, Jerry smells it suspiciously, acting like it's poison. And then there's a ding that kind con- you can tell they're like they notice the ding, and Ray goes, Ah, the pastries. <laughs> now they both leave again. So now it's back to Elaine and Jerry. By the way,
1: there's a part when Rob is like, Ray, get the pastries. Like she treats him like total crap.
0: <laughs> she that's true. It yeah. wasn't just like the pastries. No. It was like, like, get that shit. Like yeah. go do your job. Anyways, Elaine's like Maybe it just looks the same. Maybe it's just a coincidence. And Jerry goes, coincidence? This guy's in my apartment? And then just by coincidence, he has the same exact exact statue in his apartment? Elaine's like, I didn't even see this statue. I don't know what you're talking about. And Jerry's like, "I'll I'll call Kramer. He can check my house. And then he calls up Kramer, or he goes to dial the phone. And Elaine begs Jerry. She goes, "Oh Jerry, don't blow this <laughs> for me." And Jerry's like, "Don't worry." He's on the phone with Kramer. <laughs> this is a fun, this is so funny. He's on the phone with Kramer. He's like, "Kramer, Kramer. This is all we can hear. It's Jerry. Jerry from next door." Like Kramer wasn't didn't know it was Jerry, his neighbor Jerry. Probably one of the only people he talks to. I mean, and Jerry basis. finally
1: needs Kramer and here's what we have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So Jerry's still on the phone with Kramer. Rava then enters with the manuscript and Jerry starts covering up what he's doing. He says, Ma, I told you, just dip the bread in the batter and put it right in the pan. Okay, bye. Kramer's probably so confused. Um, He's like, my mother, she forgot how to make French toast. (laughs) You know, how mothers are. And Rava goes, my mother left us when I was six years old. All seven of us he even, she even heard from her. Oh, we never heard from her again. I hope she's rotting in an alleyway somewhere. Pretty.
1: This reminds me of this response, Al. I thought, of, I thought this is how you would respond to something like that. To what, what? Jerry, to what Jerry says.
0: What? You know how mothers are?
1: No, but then what does Jerry say after she oh, says that? Oh, <laughs> because she's like so miserable and like yeah yeah.
0: well my mom's down in florida (laughs) he's
1: like totally like okay well
0: she's going on one of those condos hot down there in the summer you ever been oh my gosh like my mom's doing great like you don't know how to address it because it's so awkward Mm Um, and Ray Ray comes in with the pastries, and he's like, "I love these pastries." You know, in Scandinavian mythology, which we can tell that he enjoys, the pastries were the food of the gods. And um, Jerry's like, "Listen, I just remembered. I uh, I'm getting a facial." <laughs> you know, you would think you would be better at you know. I know that was a,
1: probably an awful awful lie.
0: Yeah, Elaine goes takes the manuscript, and she's like, "Okay, see you tomorrow." And Ray says, how about dinner? Jerry goes, no, I don't eat dinner. Dinner's for suckers.
1: <laughs> that's from Wall Street. Oh, really? uh, well, there's a line on Wall Street where remember, he's like, let's have lunch. He really goes, lunch is for wimps. Oh. So yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah.
0: Dinner's for suckers. Yeah. So the scene ends and now we're at Jerry's apartment. And Jerry's on the phone. He's like, yeah, okay, thanks anyway. Bye. Nope, the cops say it's my word against his. There's nothing they can do. The fact that they got cops.
1: <laughs> that was so shocking. I hadn't seen this episode in a while. Two things jumped out. Um, one, it was the plot. I was way more interested in it than I thought. It was almost like a whodunit. And, but this too, like, that was like, I was like, I can't believe they got the cops involved. Yeah,
0: That's so random, especially yeah. like that statue. It couldn't have been that expensive. No, it you know? was weird. So anyways, Kramer is like, let's go get him. Like he wants to just be the detective. And uh, (laughs) George is like, we can't just let him get away with this. Jerry says, do you realize how crazy he had to be to do something like this? He knew I was going to know it's missing, and he took it. And of all things to take, I left my watch, tape recorder, stereo. He's crazy. (laughs) And Kramer's like ready to go get him, like go and find him and track him down. Elaine's like, well, if he's crazy, you should just forget it. George says, forget it. I already called my parents. I told them to expect the surprise of a lifetime. My mother's re- making her roasted potatoes. <laughs> Elaine says, George, do you realize that Rava's asked me to edit her book? And George's like, who is this Rava? Kramer says, I say we get him. <laughs> He's so irrational. And then George is like, let me just call him. The I guess they're talking about.
1: Ray. Right. And Ray. so he springs in it, which I was like, "Wow, he's gonna call him. That's ballsy."
0: And Jerry says, "I'll call him." He then picks up the phone, and um, <laughs> they're all trying to listen to the conversation off of the phone. We had
1: like another. He points to the other like landline, and is like, yeah. "Pick it up and listen to it." Yeah. Yeah. And
0: they crowd around that phone, and Jerry's like, "Um, as he's talking, oh wait, Jerry's like, hello, Ray. This is Rava's friend, Elaine's friend. On your, oh wait.'" <laughs> <laughs> Elaine's friend Jerry, the king of comedy, and that's how he was addressed. And then he's like, you know, the statue on the mantle, the one with the blue of the blue lady. And um, <laughs> so basically, Kramer and George are like all fighting together. Yeah. Should should you play this one?
1: Yeah. Okay. Look at you.
0: Yeah, cause there's a lot going on. All
1: right. You ready? so just to be clear the three jerry i'm sorry elaine kramer and george are fighting over who will hear on the secondary phone Uh, and and jerry's having the conversation behind them all right now we resume yeah oh you don't want to talk about it over the phone you don't want rava to hear yeah i understand you know that coffee shop near my house, Monks? All right, tomorrow, one o'clock. Great. Okay, bye. All right, look, 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 look. Let's say he stole it. Oh, he stole it?
0: He stole it. Oh, 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 you, you can't do anything about it. The cops won't do anything. You, what are you gonna go fight him? Why didn't you just forget it?
1: Yeah. Which I was like, man. Jerry and George are kind of being like prickly about this. Like, This is a huge, it seems like a huge opportunity for Elaine. Just drop it. That's you know?
0: true. I can see why George cares so much. And I can, I can kind of see why Jerry cares. I guess it is kind of busy. personal if you're Jerry. Yeah, because yeah. he did clean his apartment and then yeah. he stole it, yeah. possibly. We'll discuss who who we what we think actually happens yeah. coming up. Ugh. Okay, anyways now they're at the coffee shop where they're meeting ray and jerry's sitting alone and then george is sitting behind jerry in a booth so that george can hear everything they're like back to back and so george is like i thought you said one o'clock jerry (laughs) says relax he's late he's always late it's part of his mo
1: (laughs) he is always late it's kind of and i think like she means that because he seriously. makes like his modus operandi, which means like that's kind of what he does. That's oh his my thing, This calling cute. card. Like he makes a grand late entrance.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. so extra. And so um, George is like, don't take any crap. Jerry says, don't worry about it. Ray enters and Jerry says sarcastically. Um, <laughs> what does he say? I don't know. Anyways, Ray comes in. He stands next to the table and he goes, Oh, Jerry, I can't believe you asked me about the statue. Yeah. Don't you un- don't you know how much trouble you could have gotten me into? And Jerry's like, Well, I didn't. Ray says, "Rava was standing right next to me. I never told her where I got the statue. And they're both thinking, George and Jerry are both thinking he's about to confess. Yeah. And, Jer- and um, uh, Jerry's like, Well, just give it back. I won't say anything. Ray says, give it back. What are you talking about? Um, Jerry's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) George is like (laughs) muttering behind them. What is she talking about? (laughs) And um, Ray's like, I'm talking about the statue. And they're both like going back and forth like, yeah, the statue, right. Give it back to who? Me, me, you, you. (laughs) It's very confusing. Back and forth. Um, Because they're confused. Yeah, and Ray is like, I'm not getting this. George says, you already got it. And Jerry says, Ray, I had a statue in my house. You were in my house. And then I saw that statue in your house. And um, Ray says, what are you saying? Jerry says, what am I saying? George says to himself, take a wild (laughs) guess. And then (laughs) Ray gets the gist and he's like, are you saying I stole your statue? And George says, What a mind. What a a mind. Like, basically, You ready? Let's go, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Look, Ray, you were the only person in my house. What's behind this? It's Rava, isn't it? Rava. You want her? No, she's a little too cheery for me. (laughs) Finland, for crying out loud. Finland, do you understand? I know Finland. They're neutral. Wait, wait, is it me? But do I rub you the wrong way? No, actually, I find you quite charming. A bit verbose at times. What? I find you so charming, you wuss. <laughs> did you call me a wuss? What did you say? <laughs> I said lus. <laughs> I'm at a
0: loss. A lust. <laughs> Where he was like, I, I just, I would love, I would just love to take you down to the shop where I got it. And Jerry's like, This That's is where not it gets necessary. super, yeah. George then slams his menu down on the table. He's so pissed. And um, Jerry's like, you know, maybe it's not that bad of an idea to go down and, and see what happened. And so Ray's like, and I would love to. Nothing would please me more, but unfortunately, the guy retired and moved to Singapore. <laughs> wow. George George is <laughs>
1: freaking out at this point at like, the other Singapore?
0: table. Did you hear this? And Ray's like, if you really want, maybe I can contact the guy in Singapore and have him make a photo stat of the receipt <laughs> and send it to over. Send it over. And George is like, that's it, that's it. I can't take it. <laughs> he stands up. He's like, You stole the statue. You're a thief. You're a liar. He goes off. <laughs> and Jerry's like, George, like he just basically like showed that they had a whole plot. <laughs> And um, George is like, I'm the judge and, you're- and the jury, pal. And the verdict is guilty. <laughs> Ray's so confused. And um, Ray's like, your friend is crazy to Jerry. And George is like, oh, I'm crazy. And Jerry's like, please, George, shut up. And Ray says, I've got to get going. I have a class. So he leaves. George is like, Oh, a class at Columbia. Let me tell you something, pal. I called the registrar's office. I checked you out, and they have no record of a Ray Thomas at the school. You liar. You think he's being for real?
1: George, I I don't know. I couldn't tell. I think he was probably lying, too, if I had to guess.
0: And Ray says, well, that's because I'm registered under my full legal name, Raymond Thomas (laughs) Wachinski. And Ray Thomas is my professional name. And George is like, you mean alias. (laughs) He can't give it up. And Ray is actually, we actually see Ray start to like actually get angry. He
1: gets up and he's uh, he's kind of gets in George's face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, I hope you think about what you've done here today. And if you want to call and apologize, you know where to reach me. Then he leaves or he starts to leave. And then Jerry stops him. And Jerry says, how'd you get the goop out of the top of the (laughs) dishwashing liquid? It was like a brand new nozzle. And then Ray is like, I'm, I'm not telling you. All right, I want to huh? play
1: the beginning of this next scene. from the, uh, the okay. They're at the office building, all right? So it's Elaine and Rava. They're getting ready to get on an elevator. Perfect.
0: Nervous? Why should I be? Yeah, right. Your notes were very insightful. The book is great. Did you go out last night? No, we made love on the floor like two animals. <laughs> Ray is insatiable. They all are. It was
1: Jay. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to get on the elevator. By the way, Raba is smoking as they get into the elevator, which is so awesome. Now,
0: I did know that that was yeah. like a, a no-no. <clears throat> yeah. And so now... um We know what that means. I can't remember. Anyways, (laughs) Rob is like, you know, Ray is very upset over these accusations. Elaine's like, well, I'm starting. I'm staying out of this one. This is between them not getting involved. So then the doors close. Then the next time they open, Rob is annoyed. And she's like, so you think he stole it? Elaine's like, well, you have to admit the circumstantial evidence. And Rob is like, I admit nothing. (laughs) The doors close of the nothing, elevator. Yeah. She's still smoking. A man's like, "Will you put that cigarette out, please?" <laughs> and so then, um, the Elaine's like, "Well, I mean, he was in the apartment, and then it's gone and got into your apartment. So, and Rob is like, maybe you think we're in cahoots? Like, maybe yeah. she's acu- Elaine's accusing both.' Of them. Rob
1: is awesome.
0: Elaine's like,
1: although this is a part, by the way that. There's so much dialogue back and forth here. I'm starting to realize that Rava really isn't a great actress. Like, there was a point in time early in the show where I'm like, oh, wow, like, this is kind of cool. She's mysterious. But, like, the more and more she has to do, the more and more I'm like, "Yeah, she's she's still beautiful. But she's, like, just all right. I, mean, I don't know if I'm buying it. I just the thought accent. she was
0: being funny.
1: <clears throat> yeah, she is funny.
0: I don't know. It's, it's like, the irony of it was funny.
1: I, I think I'm tainted, too, because I looked at her like IMDb. She was in this. And then she was like in an episode of The Equalizer, which was like old school, like you know Sunday Oof. night channel like show on CBS, and, and now it's been there's another iteration with Queen Latifah. I think it's on now.
0: So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so um, they keep going back, and but this is the funny part. Elaine's like. Like no, I don't think you're in cahoots together, but it is quite a coincidence. Yeah. And Rava goes, "Yes, that's all—a coincidence." <laughs> she says in a certain way, "Yeah, do it. But you got to do this it. Okay. Yeah, I can't well, even a a do it." I raise
1: cigarette out, please. I mean, he was in the apartment, and then it's gone, and it's
0: in your apartment. Maybe you think we're in cahoots? No, no, but it's quite a coincidence. Yes, that's all—a coincidence. A big coincidence. A big coincidence. A coincidence. No, that's a big coincidence. That's what the coincidence is. There are no small coincidences and big coincidences. No, There are degrees of coincidences. No, there are only
1: coincidences. Ask anyone. Are there big coincidences and small coincidences? Still in the elevator. Or just coincidences.
0: <laughs> well?
1: Well? Nobody will answer. Will you put that cigarette out? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it one more time. This got me to laugh out loud.
0: my gosh. <laughs> like Grace said, you and Jenny. You're jealous of our love. You're trying to destroy us. <coughs> Shouldn't you be out on a ledge somewhere? <laughs> now that one, I understood. <coughs> yeah. I understood. So now the doors close again. In between all of these <laughs> exchanges, the elevator is opening and closing. So the door closes again. Then there's a, it's just a lane this time. There's a janitor's cart parked right next to the door, she steps out, throws the manuscript, uh, Rava's manuscript, into the can- the garbage can. It's over
1: between the two of them.
0: Yeah. So now, they're at Jerry's apartment, and uh, George is on the phone with his mom. And he's like, Mom, will you stop? It's just a statue. How is it my fault? It was stolen. I didn't even touch it this time. Okay, fine. I don't see why that should affect your potatoes. Like why she won't make her potatoes because he won't bring over the statue. And um, he hangs up, like slams the phone and He's like, she doesn't react to disappointment very well. <laughs> unlike me. And um, Kramer's like, I'm not happy about this. Elaine says, why don't we just throw a Molotov cocktail through her window? Uh,
1: Molotov cocktails like when you set a a bottle, you kind of have like something coming out of it that's like really flammable, and it's like a wick. Oh and my gosh! And, and it's got like inside, it's like you know, a substance that will explode. I'm not like using the right terminology. So, yeah. you throw a Molotov cocktail at something, it's like a bottle with a wick coming out with like alcohol inside. Wait, I've say. seen that
0: before, <laughs> yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I've seen that before, yeah. So, anyways. And George is like, there's no justice. This experience has changed me. It's made me more cynical, more (laughs) bitter, more jaded. Jerry goes, Really? (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) how could could this get
0: worse? And Elaine's like, well, how do you think I feel? Instead of editing the first novel of a major young writing talent, I'm proofreading of a, a food allergy cookbook.
1: And and by the way, she's eating her feelings right now. She's oh eating my gosh, ice cream. I, I forgot she's crushing, crushing ice cream. That.
0: She's like pouring syrup <laughs> into an ice cream. Like of, a two gallon thing yeah. of Briars. And she's yeah. just and,
1: and she's eating it. Like, like yeah.
0: and the syrup keeps coming. <laughs> like it was it was, yeah. Definitely. Unhappy.
1: All right, so we got to play this scene, right? The Kramer one? Are you cool?
0: Yeah, let's see. I think that's it. I think that's it in that scene. But basically, they're just all sad.
1: Are you ready? Yes. So now it's Ray, and he's looking at the statue, eyeing it. Like, kind of weird. It's like, he's like so happy he's got this possession. And then this is what happens. Ray's at home. Please open up. <laughs> Please. It's Kramer.
0: And he's wearing yeah, the grand
1: suit. This I think you're with somebody else. name Oh my This was like Kramer came in on fire. That yeah. was really he's good. He's wearing
0: the hat and yeah. the Yeah,
1: like suit the guy from Dragnet. Yeah, and yeah. he's
0: just like Like goes in there and then he goes, wait, you're Ray, right?
1: (laughs) He wanted to make sure he did have a moment where he wasn't sure.
0: And then uh, Kramer's like, or Ray says, are you a cop? And Kramer's like, yeah, I'm a cop. I'm a good cop. I'm a damn good cop. (laughs) And today, today's your lucky day, Junior. Because I'm going to let you off with a warning.
1: And he grabs the statue and puts it in a bag.
0: Any more of this criminal activity and you'll be sorry. You got me? And Ray's like, got you? I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) Kramer's like, good, good. Let's keep it that way. And he looks all like suspicious.
1: and And he leaves and Ray is still pressed up against the wall.
0: Oh my gosh. That was good stuff. Now they're at Jerry's apartment. Kramer guides Jerry, Elaine, and George into the apartment. He wants everyone to come in. Jerry's like, what's the big hubbub, bub? I feel like you would say that kind of that, <laughs> that phrase. And so Kramer runs into his apartment, returns with a duffel bag, puts it on the table, and it's the statue. George says, Kramer, I can't believe it! You're my hero! <laughs> Jerry says, Kramer, what did you do like, to get this? Kramer says, well, let's put it this way. I don't take him to people's court. I didn't court. take
1: him to people's court. That was like an old TV show.
0: Okay. And so George is like, I feel like a huge weight's been lifted off my shoulders. I I feel happy. Kramer, I don't know how to thank you. And Kramer says, well, I'll think of something. Pats George on the shoulder and George like tri- <laughs> like pushes George. Yeah. The statue flies out of his hands.
1: You're ready to do all this. something. <laughs> are going to steal from you. You can't stop. That but was it- great, right?
0: Yes. I mean, that was just like- Ready, hold on. perfect throat> end to the show. Okay, anyways, do you think that he stole it?
1: Did he steal it? Yeah, I think so. And I think he's out of his mind. Because here's, here's what I'm saying.
0: Like actually out of his mind? Yeah, I think like- he's
1: crazy. I think he's nuts. Because then the tip off, the tell was, the way he was looking at the statue before Kramer came in as the police officer, he was like looking at it like such a weirdo. Yeah, it was like, it was very weird. And I, and I think like his, I, of course he did. And here's the, here's the big thing. This is my case and then you can give yours. When he says that about going to the pawn shop and then he said the guy relocated to Singapore. I mean, that's such a lie. That to me was like a huge lie. All right, go ahead.
0: I know it seemed like a lie. But
1: uh, then what happened to the one at Jerry's house, Allie?
0: That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I don't think he's I don't think he's innocent. I just am like, I don't know. It's uh a, a thousand situation. percent
1: the guy stole it. Because here's the thing. We know Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer. For all their faults, we know these people. We spent like eight years with them, right? Eight seasons. This guy, we know him for a, a little bit of time, like a finite amount of time, and he's shown us that he's. Out of his mind. Right?
0: Yeah. That's so crazy that he yeah. wouldn't say, like... Who stole the show? Imagine. Who stole the
1: show for you? Best po- Who's the best character on the show? Hmm.
0: You're going to say Rob? Oh,
1: easily. When she says she's going to pop out, I put the cigarette out on your
0: face. I, I don't know. I think I love when Kramer walks, walks into the... Does the detective? Yeah. Oh, really I loved good. when he just charged in and was like... <laughs> Because I would do that kind of stuff. Not yeah. like seriously, but I, that's like me. I it would was very away. funny. Yeah. What would y'all do? What did you do? So that was a good one. Yeah, it was a
1: great one. I'm, a, I'm happy we did it. Alex.
0: And it sucks because <clears throat> he was almost there. Like he almost had the statue to give to his mom.
1: Yeah. And it was one of the best. Like, like I said, it was a whodunit for Seinfeld. And really, we still don't know who like did it.
0: Oh my gosh. I would love to ask him all of these questions. Like, who was it supposed to be? Mm -hmm. Like, Larry David. Who did
1: it? Excuse me. Hold on. Let's check one second. Okay, ready? I'm going to put, did Ray steal the statue? It comes right up. Wait, really? Yep. Did Ray actually... Did Ray take the statue in Seinfeld? Yes, he did steal the statue. Kramer... So, this is according to Reddit. Yeah that Ray stole the statue. But I mean, what is Ray right like Larry David's the only one that can really tell us.
0: You'd think there would be some kind of marking on the statue since it was so old, you'd think it would have like some kind of dent or like nick or
1: something. Here's a, here's here's something that somebody said, <laughs> I love this shit. The one guy said, definitely he stole it. He cleans people's places and always steals something. His <laughs> apartment is decorated with everything he has <gasps> stolen. Think about that.
0: Oh, Oh my gosh, that's so deep.
1: The decor looks awfully chaotic and varied. Yeah.
0: Wait, I want to see.
1: Huh? What does he have? Well, just here. Um, look, there he is. I mean, there's Ray. You can see him. Like, you just see all the stuff behind him. And that's how he was looking at the statue. I'm showing Allie a picture oh where Ray's staring at the statue like it was, uh, was an Oscar he just won. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All Wild. right.
0: Wild. Okay. Let's see. So. On the next episode. Somebody says, this
1: one last person says, one of the most unexpected and hilarious Kramer moments in the whole series. Freeze, mother! That's what he says when he comes in.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love Kramer. the next episode (laughs) this is episode seven of season two wow the revenge all
1: right
0: george seeks revenge on his boss after he quits but then he wants his job back and yada 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 this has been a rogue media network sure